Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. This is Oilers Now. Tomorrow it's the Carolina Hurricanes. Then the Oilers fly to uh, Mini on Wednesday. Wild have started to get going here. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza from the App Store. The Stauffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Without further ado, one of my favorite things each week to do here in Oilers now is to hook up with Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Oilers farm team in Bakersfield. Jay, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, Bob. Good. Uh, just the one game this weekend and uh, didn't get the result. I bumped into uh, Sam Skinner, Stewart's dad at the uh, Safeway over in the city's uh, southwest side the other night. Uh, but uh, tough, uh, tough outing for your guys, uh, at least score-wise. Oh yeah, I didn't think it was our uh, our finest hour as a team, uh, so to speak. But um, you know, that said, um, the first period I think we outshot the other team, twenty-two to ten. We found ourselves two-two, so we were in our game. Um, we had a we had a chance, um, but it got away from us uh, a, a little bit later in the second period and into the third period. And for us, um, you know, we weren't happy with the result. Um, we went uh, back and, and watched the film thoroughly and uh, are working hard to come up with solutions. And um, we know what that that game was, which was it represents one of 68 for us on the schedule. And the biggest thing is is not uh, dwelling on, on last game. It's about how we're going to respond and prepare heading into a very important week where we play three games in four nights. Jay, uh, just as an aside, I don't like to do this often, but Stockton is a different team this year than they were. I mean, you guys handled them pretty easily last year. They got a little bit more skill this year? Yeah, I think uh, I think they they moved some pieces out and they brought some pieces in. A um, little bit more skill. Uh, and I think uh, they also brought in some character um, leadership as well. They brought in uh, Brandon Davidson, who Oilers fans would know very well. They brought in uh, their captain this year, is a guy by the name of Byron Froze. And, um, you know, they're playing well. You've got to give them credit. I, I think I was just talking with someone this morning. Um, I think the Pacific Division um, in the American Hockey League, two teams are kind of running away with it right now uh, at the top end. And then there's five other teams that are, 
are bunched together. And, and for us, our challenge as a team is to continue to get better every single day, um, to continue to add layers and detail to your game. And, and at the end of the day, it's got to show up come game time. And we weren't happy with Saturday night, but like I said, for us as a staff, uh, and as a team, we're looking forward to see how we respond here on Wednesday night. All right. Uh, former Alberta Golden Bear Luke Philp, by the way, nine goals in his last 10 games for Stockton. Uh, and Ken Holland, as general manager of Detroit, did send Archie Henderson as pro scout to last year's uh, U Sports uh, Championships. Got to find players wherever you can. Switch. Let's get to some specifics. The Oilers recalled Caleb Jones today, so he just played the one game for you guys, right? Yeah, Caleb came down and had a couple really good practices. Uh, he played well uh, in a in a tough game for the team. He played well, scored a nice goal, and um, was uh, you know I I think the world of Caleb. He's he's got great legs and uh, he made some real good plays at the offensive uh, blue line. Yes, Joel Person got six games in for you. Did you see some progression with him? I did. Yeah, I thought. Uh, you know, he uh, before he went up there, he was um, he made a lot of re- really good plays uh, through the neutral zone. Uh, you know, putting puck to tape uh, passes through the neutral zone so that we were coming through with some speed. I thought he saw things in the offensive zone that not a lot of D-men at this level see, and he was able to execute them. And uh, you know, he worked on the defensive side of his game, um, but. Yeah, I thought he he did show some improvement over the, over those six games. Believe it or not, Jay, we have some concern from some of our texters on our Ashley Fine Flores text line about Evan Bouchard. He's played 22 regular season games in the AHL. People should remember that. He, uh, you know what? He's he's still just 20 years of age. Um, three goals, 14 points in 22 games this year. And people are pointing to the plus minus at minus eight, but you guys have had some challenge. Actually, he's, he's he is not, yeah he's just twenty right now. Uh, just a thought on what you're seeing out of Evan, and maybe if you can caution everybody to make too quick of an overreaction based on plus minus. Well, I can tell you that I have no reservations about Evan Bouchard. I think he's going to be a heck of a player. He is a heck of a player uh, for us down here. He is. Um, you know, I thought there was a, a period of two or three games in the middle of November uh, that weren't his best, and they weren't up to standard. Um, and he's really responded. I see a guy who consistently tries to make plays with the puck, which is a great quality to have. I think he has a low panic point. I see him in our way more chances for than in chances against. Uh, Plus minus, in my opinion, uh, is a team stat. That's not an individual stat. And at the end of the day, he's a 20-odd-year-old 20, 20 uh, defenseman that's seeing north of 20 minutes a game in every important situation. And our coaching staff and his teammates feel really good about him. So um, I like where his game is trending. I think he's a threat every time he's on the ice. And uh, like I said, he wants to be a difference maker, which is great. William Lagason, I know, has been productive of late. People forget last year he had eight goals and 27 points in 67 games. He was plus 25. He's an important defenseman for you, isn't he? He is, and he scored a big goal for us uh, the other night as well. Um, William, is, in my opinion, when I think of him, he, it's on the defensive side of things first. It's being hard. It's being um, physical. It's 
It's checking the other team's best players. But like you said, he has offense to his game as well, and I don't think he gets enough credit for it. Last year was a career year for him, probably going back to minor Adam Hockey. He hadn't scored that many goals according to his Hockey DB page, but uh, he did it while not playing on the power play either. Those were those were even strength goals, and uh, so. It, not only in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he scored some big ones as well. I think he does have a good shot. His goal the other night, I thought, showed real good patience and deception at the offensive blue line. You, you nailed it right on the head. He's an important D-man for us. All right. Uh, getting some texts just asking about uh, Tomas Yurcho. And uh, you've got Colby Cave back as well. He came up for a, a brief stint just to, in case Nugent Hopkins wasn't ready to go. Uh, veteran guys that started the year at the NHL this year. I know Colby's got a tough plus-minus plus as well. Um, he's got some challenges going on in his life. But just a thought on, uh, you know, how your chose played for you and handled the emotion and Cave. Well, when I see uh, Yerks play, I see a guy who who loves to play the game. Like, yeah, just absolutely loves to play the game. Um, he enjoys ice time. You know, every player enjoys ice time. But I see a guy get revved up by playing a lot. I think he's um, done very well on the offensive side of things. Uh, he makes plays in every game that he's played for us. I think um, he came in, he made an immediate difference when he got sent sent to Bakersfield, uh, just in our skill level and our polish with the puck. Um, then he, he got hurt for a little while, so that kind of stalled his game. He came back into the lineup um, having not basically played or skated for a week. He came back in the lineup at the end of the month in November. He played a great game. I thought uh, he was a threat with the puck uh, against Stockton, and obviously he's putting up some numbers. I think he's dangerous. Um, I'm a big advocate of his skill level. Um, he's working at being the best he can be on a daily basis and staying as healthy as he can on a daily basis, but he's been a, a very good player. Colby, um, who I had um, together with Thomas uh, early uh, when Thomas first came down. I, I split them apart and um, I put Colby with our two kids, uh, Maximov and McLeod and uh, I thought um, right before he got called up there he played two really good games. Uh, one was in San Jose uh, and the other one was at home versus Ontario and he was a real factor in the game. I think he's a very usable player um, he's professional, he's big, he's strong, and he plays on our penalty kill, which is having a pretty good year, just like Edmonton's. And uh, I think those are usable skills uh, for a guy that's kind of been on the shuttle between the American League and the, and the National Hockey League. Uh -huh. We're looking forward to him having a big week here this week as well. All right, so you got Gambardella, Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Gambardella, uh, Josh Curry, who leads your team in goals. Uh, Brad Malone, who's just short of a point per game. Uh, any frustration from from those guys that they haven't gotten a look on potential recalls, given the fact that they, you know, they all spent some time last year in Edmonton? Well, if if there is um, frustration, they don't show it. Uh, I'm sure there might be personal disappointment that they didn't achieve their goal coming out of training camp, which was to make uh, the National Hockey League team. But uh, all three of the guys that you mentioned are just unbelievable teammates. 
very professional uh, with how they conduct their their daily base or their daily business, and um, you know, just a, all three of them are a joy to coach. Uh, I think they're they set good examples for our young players down here, just in in their level of professionalism, and I think they know as players um, that the best way that they can achieve their dream, which is to get back to the National Hockey League, is for us to have a good team down here and for them to play prominent roles on a winning team at this level. That's what got them to the NHL in the first place. So that's what we're working with here. They have a great attitude. We had a great work day today. And, um, you know, like I said, they've been great examples for our young players. You had two players last year that finished second and third in rookie scoring in the American Hockey League. Uh, Benson had 66 points, and Marodi had 64 in 58 games. I know Marodi took a uh, was nicked up a bit earlier in the year. Have, have these guys gotten more attention because of what they accomplished last year? Yeah, I think so. I I don't think they sneak up on anybody. I think. Uh, on the other team's board before a game, they're circled as guys that you have to keep close eye on. I've seen an uptick in Marodi's play over the last little while here, and he's been playing uh, the last two games with uh, with Yershko and um, two skilled guys that I think make things happen. So uh, I see his game going in the right direction. Uh, when it comes to Benson, you know, I... I, I have an affinity for this young player uh, just based on what he's gone through and how hard he's worked just to to get healthy and play on an everyday basis. He's not producing at the rate that he wants to, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have an effect on on games. He's finding a way to work through uh, a tough stretch, and uh, what better place to do that other than the American Hockey League? So our job as a staff is to try and find and help him with solutions uh, so that he has something to draw on going forward. And, and he's working earnestly at that, and um, like I said, he'll work his way through it. Are you concerned about his foot speed at the next level? Well, I think uh, I've seen guys at the next level um, that skated very similarly to him, but they figure out different ways to affect games and different ways to be fast. Um, so I, I don't see his his foot speed as being a major issue in the American Hockey League. It's not. It is in no way an issue um, down here. Now, to play at the next level, the game's faster, and, and you have to process things quicker. I think he has a very sharp hockey intellect, and he's got to find ways to um, contribute when his skating might not be... Uh, considered elite. Those are things that he's figuring out here. How how he can work his way into positions quickly. How his hand speed can make up for foot speed uh, sometimes. And how to make the uh, right play more often than not. Those are, like I said, those are things that he's working his way through. And uh, if he can, uh, like I said, I've I've seen players in the National Hockey League that don't skate as well as them, but they found a way uh, using other means. So I think he is uh, he's, he's battling um, to 
continue to work on his foundation as a player and the best part of it is he's coachable he comes to the rink every day with the right mindset and like i said he's working earnestly at his craft final question for jay woodcroft head coach of the bakersfield condors jay you're nine ten and three and you haven't had your number one goalie and that's uh, shane strett who has got a you know the three uh, uh, appearances he's got it. He's got a record of two and one, and he's got a 9.23 save percentage. First of all, he didn't play this weekend. Is is he had a reoccurrence of some health challenges? What's going on there? Yeah, I just think it's more something that we're managing for Shane. Um, obviously, his effect on our team is important. I think the um, the team really plays well in front of him. I think he has a knack for making the big save at a key moment uh, when a breakdown occurs, and that gives the team confidence. Um, our main thing is we we got to get this guy uh, at a healthy enough um, percentage where you know he he's feeling good about going out there and we're not worried about any type of reoccurrence of things i think uh he's in a pretty good spot he had a good good weekend he's feeling better we'll see about his availability for these three games over this week um but you nailed it on the head there with how important he is to our team he makes our team go he's our our rock back there and uh, we're looking forward to him getting healthy and, and helping us going forward. Jay, you mentioned uh, three games this week. When do you play? So we play Wednesday night in San Jose, and then uh, we have a non-divisional opponent coming in on the weekend. We play the Grand Rapids Griffins uh, on Friday and Saturday. All right, great stuff. Jay, thanks for your time. We'll hook up next week. Okay, Bob. Take care. You, you bet. That's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Do want to mention to you, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Go down and see the guys and gals over at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Get a no-charge winter performance package on most cars, trucks, and SUVs. Brent Ridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. You can reach Rich and Johnny and my Uncle Milt. Out at uh, Brent Ridge Ford. He's not actually my Uncle Milt, but he is Uncle Milt. Uh, call one eight seven seven four seven seven three six seventy three, or visit BrentRidge.com. Apparently, they got a couple Calgary Flames fans that work there too, but we don't mention them on the show. Maybe we will at some point. Maybe we'll get a Battle of Alberta thing going. That's called a tease. Uh, we'll be back with this day in Oilers history when we return. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chad. 153 in Edmonton. Welcome back. Hey, great job on the podcast, Brendan. I just wanted to pass that along to you. And a special uh, shout out at this time to Kurt Levins, called to Hockey Blog. We'll have. Uh, can't use Kurt on the show uh, for a variety of uh, reasons. Uh, so uh, David Staples has uh, stepped up, and he joins us every Wednesday. By the way, Brendan's got Wednesday's show. I will be uh, in the bird flying to St. Paul, Minnesota. The uh, Oilers uh, tomorrow against Carolina, and Mark Spector will join us for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, who present live standard bed racing uh, Friday and Saturday at Century Mile, post time at 7.15. Kurt Levins puts out a thing every Saturday night called uh, a blog called Nine Things, and uh, we appreciate the comments that he directed uh, our show's way and uh, our game day broadcast way as well. Uh, it's a very informative piece. He's obviously got some uh, contacts 
He's from Saskatchewan. I think he can figure out maybe where some of them come from. Uh, let's do this. We are going to go to this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play. The Hawks in Chicago. There's nothing quite like the experience in Chicago called New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com. What happened back in this day, 1979? 25-year-old goaltender Eddie Mio records the Oilers' first-ever NHL shutout in a 3-0 win over the visiting Hartford Whalers. It was Mio's lone shutout as a member of Edmonton and the first time the team had held an opponent under two goals in 26 games that year. Bit of a different time. Do you know what Eddie Mio's doing now? No. He is an agent. Still uh, very tight with Wayne Gretzky. Uh, We see him when we go to Detroit. Great guy. High energy guy. Positive guy. Uh, Has some contacts with some of the NCAA players that are out there and that sort of thing. So interesting fella to say the least. Uh, You know, decent NHL backup goaltender. That's kind of uh, the zenith of his career. All right. Again, Speck will join us tomorrow. Uh, The mega talented former producer of this show. Went on to bigger and better things. Reed Wilkins, what has he got rolling with tonight? You'll get more news from Oilers practice. You'll also hear from local uh, super middleweight boxer Ryan Ford. He won over the weekend at the KO Boxing Card out at the River Creek. Everybody have an awesome Monday. Uh, up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jayla and I. We'll be back at you tomorrow from Rogers Place. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.